With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Cybrox. It's Scott Patterson taking you through for the next 40 minutes or so. And we're going to do a quick look ahead to the Dundee United game this weekend. And we will review the game from Wednesday night at Ibrox 2-0 victory against St Johnston. Very pleased this week to be joined by David Cornish. Hi David, how are you? I'm good, mate. Very welcome as always. And also joining us this week again, Andy Anderson's back. Hi Andrew. How you doing lads? How you doing? Very well, thank you. So... Big game Wednesday night, Ibrox, St Johnston Rock into town and the the domestic cup winners from last season, of course, Andrew, and they gave us no trouble whatsoever. Not at all, Scott, not at all. And it was rather refreshing to, to see that. Um, I put something to the WhatsApp group prior to the game kicking off and I thought yeah. it would be interesting to see how we go about getting through the 156 players in the St Johnston box. <laughs> As it's really expecting the usual... Backs to the wall, and to an extent it was, um, but it's just so refreshing to see more ingenuity, more more pressing going on. There's less farting about at the back, if you like, yep. um, and it, they were dispatched relatively simply. I thought, as, as the first half uh, dragged on and we got closer to half-time, the goal, I thought, was, was the perfect timing of a goal, although I would have liked it to come earlier, and we certainly had the chances for it to come earlier. Yep. But no, with the Next three games being at home last night included. You're looking for a strong strong start to that, I suppose, and that's exactly what we got. David, probably the headline rocking into the game was maybe a wee bit of surprise, actually, dropping Fashion Sakala after quite an impressive afternoon at Tyne Castle at the weekend, um, sort of parking him onto the bench and, and bringing in uh, Yanis Hadji. That surprised me for, for the start in the living. So I think at first glance, when I seen it, I, it probably did surprise me to be honest, because yeah, yeah. he did acquit himself well and he has done well, you know, in a few games already this season. Um, one of the things Van Bronckhorst talked about for his, for he's not put it like this, but basically horses for courses. Yeah, 
Now, just to go back to what Andy was saying there, St Johnston away, or home for us, but away for them, you pretty much guarantee they're going to pack the box. And I think looking at it, I mean, it's always easy in hindsight, but it was probably the right choice because Sakala had the space, but certainly when it was nil-nil, I don't think there was all that much space for him to run into. Whereas, you know, Haji obviously has that ability to just pick a lock, so to speak. So, yeah, at first I was surprised, but justified itself, I guess, in the end, didn't it? David, I'll stick with you. I I think in the the first half there was... um... There was a lot of pressure from Rangers for, for the duration of the first half. It may be a bit of a surprise that it took us so long to, to break them down. Yeah, no. Um, so, yes, I mean, given the amount of pressure we had, as you said, it certainly could have come earlier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were defending for their lives, as they yeah. do. Um, one of the things that I did notice, and... I'm just going to rip your script up here a bit, Scott, and um, <laughs> talk about the game as a whole rather than just the first half. But I've noticed in the last few games, we seem to be getting really good at like periods of pressure. And then we come back and we keep it safe and we look after it a bit. And then we go for them again. Yeah. Um, now, I suppose, you know, you can't just full out attack for 90 minutes, unless you're drinking magic coffee, apparently. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's really good seeing them kind of vary it, play it safe. Right, we're going to go for it now. And there was one particular spell, I think it was about five minutes. By God, I was certain we were going to score. It was relentless. You know, yeah. we were just at them. And it, even when they tried to clear it, you know, they were hoofing it. It was going about halfway up their half and just coming straight back at them again. So, yeah, yeah overall, you know... <laughs> I'd have preferred it earlier, but credit to St. Johnson in that sense. They are a very good defensive team. Um, bottom of the league, but if you look at their defensive stats, they actually have a better defensive record away than we do by yeah. a goal. Aye. Um, so, you know, we're made to work for it. Andrew, I think one of the one of the things that jumped out to me in in the first half, and it's something we've seen mm-hmm. since since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in, is the is the difference in the way that some of the players are playing. We we look at guy, Scott Arfield as as a prime example. I would suggest he was relatively out of the picture really since the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Stephen Gerrard's moved on, Arfield's came back, and he's a mainstay now, and he looks dangerous. He has that ability to do something that none of the rest of our centre midfielders have, as far as I can see, and as move beyond that striker and get into the box is that last man running in a la Frank Lampard at Chelsea when he played. Mm-hmm. Not saying they're the same, similar sort of idea. Um, in the same uh, vein, um, Joe Aribo so is... is going, better than our field. No, no, absolutely. Um, in, the same, in the same vein, we've got uh, Joe Aribo going through a really, really rich vein of form and um, he nearly cracked the post in the first half as well. What an effort that would have been if it went right in the top corner. Such is the way Joe Aribo's playing at the moment. I fully expected the net to go. I fully expected <laughs> the net to go. As soon as, yep. as soon as he cleared his feet and shape to shoot, I thought it was yep. 1-0. It's um, in the width of a post away. It's frightening how good he is now, isn't he? It's absolutely yep. frightening how good he is now. It's that wee, I think it's that wee mazy run at the edge of the box, though, isn't it? And as Aye. soon as you see it, you know what's coming. You absolutely. do. It. Teams will be doing their homework. Of course they will. All you've got to do is look at Braga. You know, yeah. um, he should have lost the ball three or four times there, and he never, it was like, like Velcro. But I was talking to my friend this afternoon on the phone. I think we'll be extremely lucky 
they have no interest in him come January. Um, yeah. the, the way he's playing, they'll be extremely lucky for that. Or I think it depends on how much the offers come in for as well. Of course, that's what always matters, you know. Yeah. To go back to the Arfield thing, I'm delighted to see Scott Arfield back in amongst it. Delighted. Yeah. I've always liked Scott Arfield, and I think I think it was myself on a podcast a number of months ago. I totally I was naming a team. I think it was yourself, Dave. I was naming a team, and he never even came into my mind. Yeah, Such was yeah. the uh, so far out he was. Yeah, which is yeah. which is actually really bad to say because I've rated him the whole time he's been with us, Scott Arfield, and I'm delighted to see how good he's, how well he's playing now, and how high up Giovanni Van Bronckhorst seems to rate him because yeah. you can't underrate the, the amount of work Scott Arfield puts in. And as you say, Scott, the last last minute runs, he's, he's done that for a couple of seasons now. Yeah, even against European opposition. Um, that's what he does. That's that's his that's his thing. Mind that so Celtic goal that. as well. That encapsulated it, didn't it? I did. Oh, that did goal against Celtic. That was if you if you watch that goal, it's actually a gamble. He's gambled on mm-hmm. that ball not getting stopped till he got there. Now, right. striker should be gambling anyway. Yeah. He's not a striker, but you know what I mean. He's in that position, so he should I be absolutely. gambling anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's absolutely fantastic to see. And I'm, de- I'm delighted to see both him and Aribo come out of a game such as the way they are, especially in December when there's games every three I, I, I think as well, curiously enough about Arfield, um, I'm sure he's in a position to speak to other clubs um, yeah. from January, by the way. Um, so it's, it's maybe no coincidence that he's starting to, to pick up a bit of form, but he's a, a class example of a guy who, once he gets into a run of games, um, can become a really mm-hmm. valuable asset. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that just now. David, one other person I think we're seeing that just now. Five goals in six games for Alfredo Morelos. Yeah. I just don't know where to start, mate. <laughs> the difference in him, I mean, I take your point about our field, but like you said, you know, we've seen our field do that last season. Okay, he dropped out the picture a bit. Not sure what was going on there, but, you know, you kind of knew it. We'd almost become accustomed. Morelos was still playing, but we'd become accustomed to him not scoring as much, you know, he was dropping back. He was almost playing like a midfielder at times. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things Van Bronckhorst said probably more than anything else is, I want my strikers in the box. Absolutely. And I, I just 100% we're seeing the benefit from that. That is Alfie's game. You know, he is a penalty box player. Yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, okay, he can pick a pass, he can put it across the pitch, etc. He can make a run, but he is at his best when he is in that penalty box, in essence, bullying opposition defenders. Yeah. And I think we're seeing the rewards of that. System-wise, you know, I'm not going to fault Gerard. His tactics did us good. I mean, obviously, last year we got 55. I'm not going to sit here and slag that, but he had a very different idea of how he wanted Morelos to play to what I would class as Morelos' strengths, whereas I think Van Bronckhorst has just gone back to basics, right? What are you good at? Yeah, this is what we're going to get you to do. I think that, you know, the thing, and I agree with you to a certain extent, the thing that, that got me with, with Morelos, it was almost like they were bizarrely enough trying to improve a part of his game that they maybe didn't have to improve on. So by asking him mm-hmm. to, to drop deeper and play as a 10, you were losing so much of his pizzazz that he had inside the 18-yard box, and we didn't have anyone to replace that with. That's it. And do you know what? We've got tents. Um, Aribo, you can't argue with that. I mean, no. Haji, just as comfortable there. Absolutely. You know, we have tens, whereas what we were crying out for at times was that man in the box. And, you know, now we're seeing it. 
he's getting the supply. You know, you've got a rebo, you've got our fields coming in and beyond them. So the supply is there, the assistance is there, and he is back where he is most effective now. Yeah, absolutely. So Andrew, we go in one nothing at half time, thoroughly deserved. Could have been two or three, arguably should have been. Um, and came out for the second half, and it's really just the status quo, to be fair. The, the second half really carries on as as the first was. Really impressive second goal. Um, great team goal. Um, you can't help but think if it was something that was on, on Sky Sports, they'd be showing it on their reel for the duration of the day. Fantastic assist from Alfredo Morelos. Great night for him generally. But a really good and important goal for Ryan Kent to get to continue this run of form he's on. Yes, I totally agree. Um, coming back from injury that Ryan Ken had there a while ago, coming back scoring a goal. Who did he score? Was it Dundee or Ross? Dundee, what was he scored against? Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Scoring that goal and then that goal last night, it's got to help him. Uh, Van Brockhurst has basically said he wants to add goals to Ryan Ken. Absolutely. Which, you're playing St Johnson at home, you should be getting your wingers more involved with that and, and scoring. But no, what a goal. Fantastic goal, wasn't it? You seen yeah. it coming. You knew it was coming. The minute Morelos broke with that ball, and if had a wee look, a wee look over. There was two, who else was there? There was somebody else there or thereabouts. Um, there was, was someone Arthur? else. I think Arfield might have was been in the vicinity, yeah. He uh-huh. was involved in the in the passage, certainly, yeah. Uh-huh. And then I seen it on Twitter. I can't remember if it was last night or today, and I totally agree with the statement. Under Gerard, Morello shoots that and puts it right over the bar. Absolutely. Know? I think I think that's um that's that's a fact. What a what a pass and, and it was a it was a great finish. Very important second goal is always important. Second yeah. goal is always important um, for obvious reasons. The only downside to it is I expected three, four, and five to come. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make a statement, circa Dave Cornish, August, September time. There's somebody's due a doing. Somebody's due a doing. Listen, you're not getting back on, Andy. A guy that I work with today said something quite similar. He said that um, looking at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Rangers, compared to the Rangers of, of the, the previous regime, you always thought that the previous regime, they were they were, they were were going to win. But it would only maybe be one nothing. You only get three points yes. for a win. And I'm a yes. great believer in that. However, I couldn't help but hear our northern friend, Andrew, in my head somewhere saying, they're just doing, they're just doing, they're just doing. <laughs> and I, I, in this case, I, I completely agree with you, Andrew. I, I do think there is a team that are going to get a, a bit of a, a battering from us. Yes. I think it'll be sometime in January. Yes. The second would be just perfect. Oh, it, would be, it would be absolutely great. <laughs> Although I've got a funny feeling. Well, I'm sure we'll get to the Dundee United game and who they may bring personnel-wise yep. on Saturday. Um, if you look at the stats for the last two or three games under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, the, the shots, the shots and target stat is frightening. Yep. So if, if if ten or fifteen or twenty percent of them go in, somebody's going to end up in the, the tail absolutely. end of a. I do, and you know, such was Hamilton last year, something along the lines, because it's, yeah. it's going to happen sooner or later. They can't play as well as that with so much, not even just possession, so much dominant possession and yep. attacking possession. Somebody will be on the, the wrong side of a doing. But again, I think you've got to factor into that St. Johnson's defensive record. Um, yep. you know, they, they offered nothing going forward hard, right? defensively they are a unit and there's no getting past that and whereas some of these other teams either might offer a wee bit more going forward so they might carry a slight threat yes. but they just haven't got that same defensive no. solidity which I mean I hear this is me getting banned as well but I'm with Andy I firmly believe that someone is 
going to get a doing sooner or later. I just hope, if I'm being honest, it's not Dundee United, purely for the fact that if they are depleted and you know they're playing reserve players or youth players, that'll be the excuse. You know, I'd like Fair I'd like the team to give someone a doing, but I'd like them to get the credit for that as well. Yep. Um, so I think yep. it's due. Uh, one um, highlight of the game last night for me was uh, Callum Davidson asking Liam Craig, why would you fucking dive? So I hope today at training, he's actually asked him why he did. Um, because there's no doubt he was definitely trying to pull the wool over the referee's eyes and it just didn't happen for him. David, I want to stay with you. Um, nope. I want to speak about Joe Rebo, something he said post-match in a second. However, that touch... Aye, aye. Um, it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. The, the only slightly annoying thing about it is if that happens down south or La Liga or somewhere like that, yeah. you'd be seeing that for weeks on Absolutely. TV. You know, it'd be back page news, all the rest of it. Whereas, you know, it, it's probably not going to get that much I mention outside, you know, Rangers fans. Aye. But it was just incredible. It's it really just was incredible. I think um, when he was sort of coming through, he played a lot of cage football. Yeah. Um, and you've got to think, you know, confined space, being able to control it like that, that's got to be a benefit of that. I think we need Sarles. All our players playing cage football at some point. So see, when you look at it again, though, the, the thing that gets... It, we've all seen guys that have tried to do that, catch the ball coming out of the sky. Yeah. If you and I are trying to catch the ball coming out of the sky, it's maybe dropping for about six foot. This was dropping I, from a I, real height. I mean, it was a real distance that I, drops down. Just, and it just sits yeah, on his foot beautifully. I mean, he could have had Velcro on his boots and I, still may controlled it as well I, as what he did. It's it's just incredible. Um, going back to what Andy said, I, I think we probably are going to see offers for him. Um, yeah. Realistically, if they're the right price, we're probably going to sell him, but I'll be devastated if we do. Mm-hmm. I just as think, long as... You know, as long as Aston Villa don't come calling, I'll be quite delighted. 30 million, he's theirs. <laughs> Andrew, one thing I want to um, come to you on, and, and Joe Rebo, it was something he said post-match, and I'm, I'm not quoting him directly, but he did speak about the um, the freedom that the players are now having to to do a little bit more on the pitch. They're almost having a bit of um, artistic licence to, to play as they like. Um and they do look a bit liberated the way they're playing just now. It's just going to be the Giovanni way, I think. I think he's given the, the sort of front six, your three midfielders and the, the three forward guys, a licence to, do you know what I mean, within reason, mm-hmm. go and express yourself and do as you please. Mm-hmm. That's 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 true, and it's it's got to be a good thing. When you've got player players such as Kent and Joe Aribo and the, the ability they have to do certain things with football, in my, I'm not nowhere near a football manager, but in my head, why wouldn't you just utilise that? Yeah. Because the things they can do with the ball is, is absolutely terrifying. So if you were to try and, you know, hamper them is not the correct word, but you know what I mean? If, if you were to try and force them into a, a way of playing... Constrain and that, them. That was, that was it. Yes, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Bingo. Why would you do that? You know, you, you shouldn't have to do that. Obviously, there will be games... Dortmund, perhaps, you know, there will have to be some sort of, <laughs> some sort of system, you know, yeah. and I fully understand that, but when you, if you've got these players who are, in my mind, upwards of 15, 16 million pounds worth, with, it, with the, the abilities they have, they should be used in that way, you know, a bit more freedom, go and express yourself, because that's when things can happen. 
Yeah. And sometimes when you're playing against stuffy defences at home or away, wherever it may be, you need something like that. A wee trick from Haji, a wee trick from from uh, Aribo and Ken, and that wee bit of freedom allows them to do that. So I think that's that's the perfect way to describe it. Um, don't constrict them and let them go and express themselves. Perfect. Yep, absolutely. I totally agree. Just stealing my review thunder here. <laughs> so. <laughs> so listen, I, I think largely it was a 2-0, great result. Another home win at Ibrox, keeping the zero, all the obvious buzz terminology that we're coming um very used to with Giovanni and, and long may that continue. Nearly six points clear, however, um a goal in the hundred and sixty seventh minute of injury time in, in uh, Dingwall uh, saw them okay. Um Bloody ref, sir. Is it, is it finished yet? It finished about two seconds after Celtic scored. Jeez, oh. David, David, I'll tell you, I want, to, I want to stick with you something, and this is a, a political question, <laughs> but I make no apology for it. You'll love it. Um, Here we go. Who at Dundee United signed off a trip to Newcastle for a piss-up? <laughs> Good question. Current probably climate, the same, absolutely ridiculous. Pr- probably the same advisor that sent that mob to Dubai last year. Uh, um, well, no, it's just, it's ridiculous. I, you know? Listen, it's, it's an un- what we now have, we now have the situation where ourselves and Celtic had it, sort of, we've had it obviously this year, Celtic had it last season through their own fault. Um, but we now have this situation again as we, we don't know what the rules are going to be. It's, we record this on, on Thursday night, which I think everyone's aware of. It'll go out on Friday. So you'd like to think sometime between now and us publishing this podcast, someone has the balls to say, game's on, game's off. Right. I I mean, for me, it should go ahead. Um, we, we've had to play with a depleted squad. So have various other SPFL teams, including Selig. You yep. know, there's... I'm sorry, we've all had to do it, so I don't see why the difference. But I think the more important thing for me here is why are we guessing the answer to this? COVID ain't new. You know, it's been about for a long time. Yeah. Why the hell haven't the SPO come up with a rule to cover this sort of situation and then they can apply it equally to every club? Yeah. You know what? The clubs might not like it. They might think when it comes to, and they're affected by it, oh, this is really crap. Excuse my language. But it's at least consistent. You know, it's a line in the sand, the minute, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. At the minute, you know, you've you've some games get postponed, you've got some games just the clubs were told they forfeited them and the points go to the other team. You've got some clubs being made to play with youths or reserves. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, one rule, apply it to equally everyone and as much as people might not like it, they'll at least respect the fact it's a rule and they know where they stand. I think from my perspective, Andrew, um, I want to get the opportunity to, to have a go at Dundee United. We went up there at the, the start of the season, Tannadice, um, and they beat us one nothing. I wouldn't say gave us a going over, but we certainly never no. played well in the afternoon. No. Um, it would be good to get the opportunity to play them at full strength and, and give them a better game. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Rangers, I suspect, would beat Dundee United comfortably. Certainly more um, performed better perhaps than what Stephen Gerrard's did that August? I would think so. It was very, very, very shocking to see them perform any worse than that. <laughs> um, that was a, an awful game of football. And it's one of the only times I can remember lately that I didn't see a goal coming. Yeah. I didn't see us getting back into the game. Such was the performance level that day. So you're yeah. right. 
I'd like to think the 11 players would like to go out and, and get a bit of revenge. Yep. I'd like to think we wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't like to see Dundee United depleted. But, however, they should play. If, if they've got enough signed players who don't have COVID or have to isolate, they have to play the game. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think the government can start calling off games when it comes to things like that because squad, different teams have different levels of squad um, and different resources to do that. Yeah. So they can't say, well, we better call off that game because they've not got as big a squad as Rangers and Celtic, but they would have to play. So I think the game has to go ahead. Um, I think it will go ahead. And to be brutally honest with you, I don't really care who they bring. <laughs> Going back to Dave's point, you want the credit for beating a full-strength team? Of course you do. Yeah. I would happily beat their youth. I'd still take the three points well. otherwise for me. Ah. <laughs> I'm not saying I'll turn those down. It's just I'd rather beat them full-strength. I totally understand that, Dave. I totally understand that, but it doesn't matter. You, you can only beat what's in front of you. Ah, exactly. That's what, told. Yeah. That's what they get told in Scotland, isn't it? You can only beat who's in front of you. Yeah. Um, so I fully expect the game to go ahead and I, I would like a bit of revenge, Scott, yes, definitely. I, I think as well, we, we move into a, a cluster of four games that will really determine how far we go this year, I think. Uh, you know what I mean? Two home games that I think we should take six points from, Dundee United and St Martin. But then you've got two games that have traditionally always been a bit testy for us. Oh, yeah. Trip to Pataudry, which you never know what you're going to get, like it or not, as a Rangers supporter. Yeah, you know what I mean? We go up there, they don't like us, we don't like them, and they will have a go at us. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And of course, you've got the New Year tie um, at Celtic Park. Um, so, yeah, I mean, four big games, four games we look forward to and we'll cover on the on the podcast as, as time goes. That's us covered the game from this week and the game that's upcoming. David, I want to do a little bit on the transition between Steven Gerrard's Rangers and Giovanni's Rangers. Yep. Um, we've already spoke about the difference that we're seeing in guys like Arfield and, and Arebo Morelos playing that little bit more similar a role to, to what we've seen previously. I want to speak about Calvin Bassey who is slotted in at that centre-half row and looks a real machine in there, doesn't he? Oh, aye, aye. He really does. Um, I don't know, shades of of Bouguera at some point. Absolutely, Um, But no, I think he's almost, he's not your old-school blood and guts centre-back. He's more of your kind of modern athlete centre-back. Yeah. Um, He's... Okay in the air. I wouldn't say he's anything special, but his ball carrying attributes, his ability to break out of defence, just gives us another, you know, another sort of option, if yeah. you like, to cause them problems. And I think that's something Van Bronckhorst talked about as well. Is you know, I want to, I want to cause mayhem. Basically, that's just another option to do it. You can cover Kent, you can cover Haji, you can cover Aribo. Ah, wait, here's Bassey going through the middle. And you saw that in the St. Johnston game. They couldn't handle it. They ended up just hacking him down and giving away a free kick each time he did it. Um, And I think that could be a very potent weapon for us. Again, all right, you've got to be careful. You know, you're probably not going to want him doing that against Dortmund, as we've already alluded to. (laughs) you know, but the same token, some of these teams that are stuffy and they've got someone on every man, you know, that that could be the difference maker for us. So, yeah, I, I'm actually struggling now to see where his future lies, if I'm being honest with us. Not as in, yes, not as in, you know, does he have a future, but is, is his future left back or is his future centre back? 
because so, I think his performances have come on enough as a case for him at centre-back. So I, I think that's a fair point. And Andrew, I'll, I'll bring you in on that. I think if you were looking at our, our defensive options, the obvious ones are Goldson, Balogun, Hollander and Simpson. And I think if you were naming your, your centre-halves, yeah. that was the four you would have went for because Bassey was always seen as being the second-choice left-back. However, I believe now that Bassey has walked his way into that space between Halanda and, and Balogun. I actually think, as things stand yep. just now, Balogun's your fourth-choice centre-half. Yes, yes, I totally yep. agree with that. Um, if Leon Balogun was back to fitness tomorrow, you can't justify dropping Calvin Absolutely. Bassett and put him back into centre-half. Yeah. And then the other side of that coin, um, the performances that Borna Barisic is putting in now under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Huge difference. Uh, it's massively different, Scott, isn't it? Which yep. is excellent. It's fantastic to see. But then that does, where does it leave Calvin? Because he was in and out of the team, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous, previous manager liked to rotate left-backs. He liked to rotate goalkeepers, which obviously Mr Van Bronckhorst isn't, which yeah. I'm delighted with. And we'll be coming uh, to that shortly as well, so keep that in your mind. Right, okay, that, okay. <laughs> um, but with such as the performances that Barisic is putting in now, you, you couldn't warrant dropping him for Bassett left-back. So I think his future is perhaps at centre-half, and he definitely is now. But just behind Hillander there, um, but definitely above Balogun, yes, 100%, Scott. You remember at the end sorry, of this David. season, I was just going to say, remember at the end of this season, nothing's cast in stone yet, but it's, let's face it, it's looking very, very likely that Goldson's going to be moving on. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, and, but I think in the same breath, I think one of the one of the good things you have about Bassey, and there's many good qualities, is the... He's, the, he's comfortably the left-sided centre-half. Oh, so if Goldson is... You couldn't play... I, do, I wouldn't feel comfortable at all with Bassey and Hollander playing. Yeah, Two lefties true. doesn't make a right. Um, that just wouldn't work. So I think mm-hmm. the, the Bassey-Goldson mixture is, is working perfectly. It's Andrew, working you, you mentioned the, the, the lack of rotation in and around the goalkeepers now. I want to go back to the Hearts game that, that's just passed. And I think we saw Alan McGregor back to his brilliant best. There's no doubt that him having a run of games and a consistency in his 90 minutes has, is, is absolutely helping him at this stage of his career. Yes, definitely, 100%. I mean, we spoke about it at the start of the season. Will it be a game-by-game basis for Alan McGregor? Um, and I, th- I think... At the time I said no, I didn't want it to be. I wanted him to be. He's a Rangers number one. He plays in goals. Yep. That's fit. Obviously, he wasn't. Um, and McLaughlin came in. But when he, when you're just changing it to, to give the Rangers backup goalkeeper some game time, I understand that. I don't agree with it. Yeah. Um, I think he has to play. Maybe because of his age, the more he plays, the more he stays fit. I suppose. Yeah. But seeing him back to himself, especially at Tynecastle, some of the saves were, were outrageous, and that is his best. And I don't know how controversial this will be. I think he's better than Andy Gorham. I rate Alan McGregor as a better goalkeeper than Andy Gorft. Yep. Oofed. I really do. Listen, I've um, said that for week, for years now. Oofed. I think he's a better keeper. I absolutely. I, I'm, I think I'm not arguing. I'm just imagining the controversy you're going to have after this. Well, <laughs> well, that's, I, that's fine. That's fine. Um, you know what, it's a hell of an interesting debate, yeah? Um, I well, think so, David. I think, he, I think he definitely is. And to see him back to his best now, I think this will be his last year, won't it? This will be his last year, I would, I would, like, I would think. 
Um, and I thought I think, that last year, so never say never, <laughs> mate. And I'm, listen, I'm 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 completely like Buffon playing in his well, like I'm totally comfortable with John McLaughlin being the Rangers number one. Yeah, totally I, comfortable with that. And why wouldn't you be? Um, he's a smashing goalkeeper. But until unless Alan McGregor's injured, he is the Rangers number one. He plays in goals, and I think it has to be yeah. down to the fact that he's yeah. playing two games a week now. Two games yeah. a week, he keeping himself in there. Scott, he, I know, I know you're sort of moving on. Can I just jump back to the centre-back situation? Of course you can, yeah, of course you can. So when you were speaking about the centre-back choices, and I shook my head, um, I actually disagree with you. I, I think Simpson has done at Rangers. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been named on the bench thus far. Um, obviously, it was for the St. Johnston game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you had Roof out, you had Jack out, so I think if he had any sort of future, he would have come on when Barisic went off and Bassi yeah. would have slid to left back. Absolutely. He would rather play Nathan Patterson, cracking player, obviously, but play him out of position as opposed to putting a natural centre back in and having a natural left back. That to me, along with you know the lack of bench appearances, I think Simpson's done. I think the. Um... The Patterson debate is is one that I don't want to get drawn <laughs> too deeply into because yeah. we don't have enough time, frankly. Um, however, I think it was really interesting that he had the opportunity to bring on Simpson and shuffle Bassey across and didn't choose to do it. And it, yeah. it wasn't it interesting to see how comfortable Nathan Patterson looked at left back as well. <laughs> Goodness me. Aye. What a diamond he is. What a footballer, let me tell you. Yeah. David, I'm going to come back to you. I, I think one of the things that, that the conversation we've just had as, as a threesome there, one of the things that's becoming really, really obvious is that... It's start, Scott. Well, listen, I'm happy for them. Well, no, maybe I'm not. <laughs> um, there's no doubt that, that Giovanni will not rotate as much as what Steven Gerrard does. And I think at the moment, that is beginning to bear fruit. I'd agree 100%. Um... I think one of the really interesting things is, um, for me, Gerard had his system and it was incredibly well drilled into those players. Yeah. Um, this is how we play. This is what we do. And they picked it up well. I think part of the problems we saw earlier in the season were as a result of teams having faced that system for a few years and starting yeah. to get a bit used to it. Van Bronckhorst's philosophy seems to be more variation so he rather than making them amazing at one thing which is what we had with Gerard well amazing you can debate that anyway rather than that he seems to want them to be good at varying types of things so yeah. again going back to the St Johnston game you had Kent and I think in the space of a couple of minutes he'd gone down the line hit the byline he'd cut in and he'd sold him some tricks and step overs um, now the problem with that is if you know what everyone's going to do it's nice and easy to anticipate if you don't then you know if there's that variation going on it's a lot harder so you need to get on the same wavelength to try and think right this is what they're likely to do at this time so yeah. that you can match it and I think that's where it's going to be really really key having the same basic core of the team together because they will start to anticipate each other and I mean I okay some folk could probably look at this and just think I'm being hopelessly optimistic but I think there's a hell of a lot more to come from that team 
Absolutely. Once Van Bronckhorst has time with him, once they get fully used to it and anticipating each other, I, I, it's actually quite scary how good I think they could play at that point. Andrew, one of the things that, that jumps out at me is that I think everyone largely expected when the Steven Gerrard Rangers team was, was playing, there was a rigidity about the, the formation. It was 4-3-3. Whoever they played against, whether it was home or away, it was always going to be a 4-3-3. Giovanni seems to... Um, He's, he's really, he certainly seems at the moment to be favouring a four-two-three-one and letting that three-one at the at the the top of the pitch have that freedom just to as we as we mentioned earlier do as we please. But I think it's refreshing to see guys flourish in positions that maybe they've not had the opportunity to do properly before. Definitely, um, we spoke about Arfield and and Aribo and all the rest of it and, and Kent's and how free they can be and as they go and express themselves. But Glenn Kamara as well. Yeah. Um, we were talking before we started recording there about him passing the ball away. Very, very <laughs> unlike Glenn Kamara. What's going on? <laughs> I know. You're actually thinking, is that, is that actually happening, you know? Um, but I think it's there's, there's more than, than we've just mentioned that's came onto a game since yeah. Giovanni Van Bokker just came Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Talking Barisic, Morelis, Kent, okay, he came back from injury. Um, Kamara's playing better. Yeah. The only downside to it is um, we don't see Mr. Davis as much anymore. Yes, um, I noticed that you know, and it doesn't that that doesn't matter to me as long as Rangers keep winning. Stephen Davis is going yeah. to go down in, in my Hall of Fame. It's as simple as that. He's he's a Rangers ah, legend. Yeah, um, that word's used far too frequently these days when it comes to Rangers. Um, but he is one. He is a Rangers legend in my opinion, Steve Davis. But I think it's testament to the new regime yeah. that all these players are coming onto a game now, and you're seeing you're perhaps seeing them at their best, like they were last season and you're feeling when you're watching games now you're feeling as confident as you did last season which yeah, let's yeah. be honest August, September October there I wasn't overly confident going into no. any game we've we got the WhatsApps to prove it mate I know Aye. I know <laughs> um, it's just I just always always feel as if this it's, it's we're going to get found out it's, there's not going to be enough pressure blah 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 we're going to concede a sloppy goal conceding the first goal so many times so I think it's testament yep. to the new regime, definitely. I'll tell you one thing. I'm I'm glad you brought up Glenn Kamara. I think everyone knows what a good footballer he is and, and how lucky we are to have him. But one thing that I've I've clocked recently since Giovanni has has came in, um, we always know he's such a good midfielder, and, and everyone largely appreciates that he could play maybe one up as well, almost behind a striker because he's that clever with the ball at his feet and he's nimble. Interestingly enough, now he is he's, he's dropping a lot to take the yeah. ball in between the two centre-halves, which means you can see the full game ahead of him. Um, he really is a midfielder that could go as far in the game as he likes. Um, and there's, there's no doubt that that one day, hopefully a long, long time away, um, he'll be the, the biggest transfer fee, I think, that we will ever um, see depart from the Scottish game. He's, a he's, he's almost been primed to take over that Davis role, I would say, at the minute. I, I um, think so, yeah. I just hope we can keep on him long enough for yeah, that, David, to yeah, be honest. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Um I, I would agree with you. I just hope that um we are lucky enough to, to hold on to his services because I I can't believe for a second that there will be teams and we all know one team in particular that will be sniffing around yep. the earliest opportunity. <laughs> yep. As long as we add ten million to the fee of any player that goes to them, I'm okay with that. Absolutely right. Yeah, just a tax, you know. Andrew, good to have you on again, my friend. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Anytime. Thoroughly enjoyed it, lads. Thoroughly enjoyed good, it. Good to see you. And David, always good to have you back again, buddy. Thanks for coming on.
No, thank you. It's a pleasure as always. Don't forget, you can check out all our stuff over at this, cybrox.co.uk, all the W's in there at the front, of course. Um, you can get all our previous pods on there and all of our latest bloggery. Um, jump on there and, and have a look if you can. And we are back next week with the flagship and the review stroke preview. We look forward to it. See you then. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.